Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 107. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Brussell. Thanks so much for joining me. We say it every time. If you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the show, either way, we're glad you're with us. And the last three episodes have been nothing less than great. Ken Venturi, Mr. Palmer, and also Gary Player. But our guest today is one who normally asks the question, so we get to flip the tables on him. You may know him from ESPN, but right now he's the host of The Morning Drive, the great show on the Golf Channel, Mr. Eric Casillas. EK, thanks so much for joining us, man. Anytime. Really happy to be on. You know, most announcers in radio, TV, take a a, kind of a similar route, journalism in college, all that kind of stuff. Talk about you. You took a little different route to get where where you were to where you are now, right? Yeah, I went to law school and uh, was practicing as a lawyer and uh, realized I could make a really good living and have a really nice life and I would be really terribly bored. And uh, I just, you know, I come from a very close-knit family, lots of brothers, you know, parents who were very supportive, and we kind of have a saying in our family, which is, it's okay to be unhappy, but what are you doing about it? So when I would say, you know, I don't really love being a lawyer, they look at me and say, it's okay to be unhappy, but what are you doing about it? So I, I just was looking for something else that would be a little more fulfilling and kind of fell into sports talk radio and more lucky than anything else and then uh, ended up being able to make it a career. Yeah, it's worked out great for you. You're a Northeast guy by home, right? And the ESPN was right. geographically worked out great for you, right? If it wasn't in the state where I was born, raised, and practicing law, I wouldn't have been at ESPN. But it worked out fine, and uh, that is just an, a magical and wonderful and special place. Talk about what you guys have now. I mean, to be conservative, the morning drive is is nothing less than fantastic. It's 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Talk about what you and Gary and Holly have going there. Well, we've decided that we were going to do this morning kind of talk TV show where it would look like you couldn't tell if it was radio or TV. And it was going to be fun. It wasn't going to be serious. You know, golf gets a rap of being pretty stodgy sometimes. And we didn't want to be stodgy because you know, stodgy doesn't sell. And, and so I said, can we do it this way? Yeah. Can we do it this way? Yeah. Can we do it this way? And what if we said, talk about stuff like this? Sure, 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 sure. And I realized that they were pretty serious about doing a good show that was a little different. So, you know, when they were recruiting me, and I said, fine, eventually decided to take the job, came down to Orlando, and, and we Every day, just try to find something. You know, the mantra that I scream and yell and jump up and down about is we want to educate and entertain at the same time. If you have a smile on your face and you're liking what you hear and you're learning something at the same time, you're not going to leave us. And I think that's our focus and that's what we do. You can go back to the clothes you wear on the show. It's not start shirts or anything like that. You guys are laid back and, and you have a great time with it. And like you said, entertainment is the key. Yeah, we all dress a little differently. You know, Gary's sort of our golf, you know, uh, he's the guy who dresses like the guy that you're going to see getting ready to, 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 to peg it in the ground in the eighth And Holly is dressing with kind of her classic feminine ladies. She wears dresses. She's not looking like she's going out into the course. She looks like she's either that kind of thing. And, you know, I wear, I can wear whatever I want. And, um, you know, I, I have a nice little uh, arrangement with a couple of the clothing people, and, and it works out really well for everybody. So, I, you know, it, everyone's kind of, there's something for everybody on our show. Eric Casillas joining us. And, Eric, do you have guests four or five per day? But, like, similar to us, sometimes they'll be in studio with you and sometimes on the phone, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and Orlando is sort of the epicenter of the golf world, you know, if you were going to have to pick a city. So being here in Orlando helps us out because a lot of guys can drive in. They live close by. But naturally, with it being a tour and people going all over the place, we have to get them on the phone from the tournament so that next week at the, at the British, we're going to have people from over there at, at Royal St. George's. 
and uh, there's going to be a pro-am out in Tahoe, so Holly's going to go out there, and you know, she'll be talking to Dan Marino and Michael Jordan or whoever else it is that, 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 that they uh, get to sit down. It'll be fun, so we're going to have a lot of different stuff. How about so far on the show, the craziest or coolest thing that you can think about that's happened so far? Um, let's see. We've had we've, well, we've a couple of moments right there. We, we've had Tiger Woods on three times, and the, and the, and one time it was Gary, my partner, uh, got to play a video game, you know, the Tiger Woods video game against Tiger Woods, and I basically got to sit there and crack jokes and, and you know, break Tiger's chops the whole time. <laughs> and the last time he came on, you know, he had just finished going, it was at his tournament, the AT&T, so he's got to address the media, and did it a bunch, and was tired of answering questions, and said, you know, if it wasn't those guys, and I didn't like that show so much, I wouldn't have come on. So, they, you know, that's kind of pretty cool when you get that kind of, when you, when you get when you get that kind of access. The show is The Morning Drive, hosted by yourself, Gary Williams, and Holly Saunders from 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday on the Golf Channel. Or you can listen live to the audio feed on thegolfchannel.com, and we can follow you on Facebook and Twitter, correct? Yeah, you can catch me. Uh, I'm at FantasyEK on Twitter and Facebook. I, you know, I accept everybody, so you can come on by. Eric, let's talk about this year so far in golf. I mean, for the most part, it's been, you mentioned Tiger. It's, it's Tigerless. Your thoughts so far? It's been sort of the year of the rank and file, at least with the non-majors. It's been the regular guy, and he's stepped up and taken his turns. It's been Mark Wilson. You know, it's been those kind of guys. And it's been a year where we've had to sit and wonder who's the best American. It's been a year of transition, but we're not sure who's going to step up. I mean, it's going to be Nick Watney, it's going to be Bubba Watson, it's going to be somebody else. So I think that's kind of encapsulating the year at that point in time. The second thing is what Rory McIlroy did at the U.S. Open. That's kind of one of these stories. I mean, he took it down. And the course was as much of a story as what he did because he's setting records, 100-year, 11-year-old records, because the course was pretty gettable. And he was great, don't get me wrong, and better than everybody else, the best player won. But, you know, it was kind of a, it was controversial from that respect. So we have had a really, really nice year getting to know some people that we haven't talked about a lot. Rory winning the Open the way he did, it was just normal. I guess the talk the next week was uh, everybody ready to anoint him. You know, I mean, I don't, I'm kind of like, I take the Miami Dolphins, 72 teams, you know, they're not even on my block yet. He's won one. I guess talk to me after you get to 10. But what he did was nothing short of fantastic. I'm sort of with you. You never want to be the guy that follows the guy. Yeah. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy. And if you're going to be the guy that follows Tiger Woods, if people are going to consider you a failure if you only won seven or eight majors, because they'll say, well, you weren't Tiger Woods. That's not, that's not the right spot to be in. I mean, uh, people are saying, over under ten majors. And you know, Patty Harrington saying, oh, he's going to break Jack's record all the time. Can we hold on? Roy McIlroy has won three tournaments in his entire professional life on tour. Three. And a hundred starts. All right? Three. Tiger Woods won 27 in his first 100 starts. So let's not, let's just drop that the other way. He's not Tiger Woods. He's never going to be Tiger Woods. He doesn't have that kind of ability. We move on. One thing that stands out that not a whole lot of people are talking about this year, we've had eight rounds of major championship golf so far this year. He's led the field after seven. Pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only two that really matter, and one of those two are the ones that he didn't lead. So. You know, he had to learn from that. I mean, he gacked it up on Sunday. I mean, he got undressed publicly on that Sunday at Augusta. But then, in what I thought was the mentally toughest move I've seen in golf, maybe in the last 20 years, just walked up to the U.S. Open and said, I'm going to be intimidated. I know there's all these demons. And everybody says I can't get it done in a big spot. And just punched it in the mouth. I let all four days and left no doubt who the best player was when he walked off that property. 
Let's talk about the last few majors because other than sprinkling Phil Mickelson in the Masters, you've got six out of the last seven. You've got McElroy, Schwartzel, Keimer, Louie, Graham, and Y.E. Yang. Where are the Americans? Uh, that's a pretty good question. It's a pretty good question. And one I've been asking almost every day, where are they? Who's going to step up? Who has the, 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 the intestinal fortitude to jump up and start grabbing tournaments by the throat and saying, these are mine? You know, Nick Watney did it this past week, but can he do it in a major? Didn't do it last year at the PK, shot 81 in the final round. I want to see him in a big spot. I want to see him go over there and links play, you know, wind blowing around. Got to keep the ball well. I want to see him do it for four days. And when he's close and it's on Sunday and he's in a battle, and, you know, is he going to vomit on his shoes or going to get it done? I hope he gets it done. Yeah, we used to always talk about the best player never to win a major. You know, for a while it was Corey Pavin, then it was Davis Love, and Phil was in that one time. On the American side, here are the top Americans that have not won a major. Steve Stricker, Matt Kuchar, Nick Watney, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, and Hunter Mahan. It's everything but Tiger and Phil on the American side. On the international side, Luke Donald, Lee Westwood, Jason Day, Paul Casey, Poulter, Adam Scott, Robert Carlson. I guess a lot of people wonder why it's the Ryder Cups get tougher and tougher. These guys are tough. And they're experienced, and they're better right now. They're better, and they're healthier. Because, you know, Tiger's on the shelf. Phil's been battling some injuries lately. I mean, they're, they're, they're better. Right now, you, you, you can say anything you want. Look, I wrap myself in the American flag more than anybody. I'm the most jingoistic guy on the planet. I'm USA. Believe it. I think we're the greatest country. Today, they're joking with me on the show that I don't believe there's any other nation in the world other than America. But you've got to be fair. Right now, they're better. Well, let's talk about Royal St. George's on the uh, south coast of England at Sandwich in two weeks. Who do you like? Good question. I actually want to see how a certain couple of things play out this week. Because, you know, the Scottish Open this week is an unbelievable field. They have Luke Donald. They have Lee Westwood. They have uh, Matt Kuchar. They have Phil Mickelson. And over here at the John Deere, what's Stricker going to look like? You know, there's some other folks in that field as well. It's going to be interesting to see how this week shapes up. I, I want. I kind of think maybe Lee Westwood is just going to have that tournament. That's, that's sort of the guy that I'm just gut instinct going with. I think it's going to be Westwood. Well, it's like John Cook said on your show this morning, Gary Plager said on our show last week, we're used to playing the ball in the air here and like get down there and get the ball on the ground. It's just a totally different game, especially if the weather goes south. Yeah, because there's no trees and you got to keep it low because the wind's going to be blowing. It's going to be playing like in the, out in Kansas in the middle of nowhere and then you're going to have to putt. You have to talk quickly because your ball may oscillate on the green. That's going to cost you a healthy. Um, I think it's just uh, that's why I kind of like Luke Donald and Lee Westwood and some of the European players who grew up that way. Now, I know Luke Donald's a member of the PGA Tour now. He lives just outside of Chicago and he went to Northwestern, but he grew up in England. And Lee Westwood is not a member of the tour, and he's there. So I think it could be like a Keimer, Westwood, or a Luke Donald. Those would be three of the guys that I would look at. Let's wave the American flag. Who do you like? Kuchar, Watney? Kucher's the most consistent. Yeah. Stricker's the most experienced of the guys I think I can win. And and Watney's probably the best. So I, I will take Watney. I will take Watney. If I had, if you said, you know, free college education for my two boys, if I'm right and it's gotta be an American, I think I'd take Watney. What about Bubba Watson? Does he have the game for uh, for the open championship, you think? No, I, I mean look, he hits it a, a long way. And he's a high guy, you know, hits the ball way high in the air. I don't know if this is a perfect place for him. Plus, I don't know how he's 
feeling about Europe right now off his comments. He played in the French Open. He was complaining there's too many cameras, and now the French people were on him, and he had apologized and was back and forth. And he said he wasn't going to play over in Europe anymore except for the British just because it was a major, and then he retracted his statements, and I go back and forth. So I kind of think it's just one of those things that maybe this isn't Bubba's ideal time. Now, that being said, Bubba's a little flaky. You know, maybe this is the perfect kind of motivation he needs to go out and play his best four days of golf of the year. Eric, one of the things we like to do each week is give away some prizes. We'll see if you can help us with this, all right? Yep. we got a couple dozen Trixon, Tri-Speed, and Z-Star golf balls to give away to some of our lucky listeners. we got six of each, so you get to figure out which one suits your game best. And like we've talked about and the experts have talked about, don't go for the longest ball. Start with start on the green, work your way back. Look at feel and see which ball is going to feel the best for you and then work it in that way. So we got two winners. So, Eric, I want you to announce them. Our first winner is... Joe Travis of Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, Louisiana. I've been through there once or twice. Joe, congratulations. And our second winner is... Dwayne Dusky of Gresham, Oregon. Dwayne Dusky, congratulations. We'll get those balls out to you guys, and you guys enjoy them and find out which ones work best for you. And let us know. We love hearing back from you. Hey, EK, as we close, one of my favorite moments, which you used to do back on the show, I don't know if you've used it on the Golf Channel yet, was the Barry White comparison. Talk about that. (laughs) I have not used it on the golf channel yet. It was just sort of, I, even when I went back on radio uh, full-time, in addition to doing college football live, uh, I didn't go back to that. That was sort of the thing we did with the sports brothers. When I started with my brother, and when he left the show, and I had the sports specialist of the afternoon show on radio on ESPN, I always closed the show, and we always used to make a joke that, you know, if, if you, there's always a couple of lines. First one, we started with saying, if you ask a girl out for ice cream and she says no, it ain't because she doesn't like ice cream. And that always you know, made everybody laugh. And then we would start to say, you know, if you put your st- if you put Barry White on the on the stereo and you pour her a glass of wine and there's a fire roaring and you know you lean in for the smooch and she doesn't want to give you, it ain't Barry White's fault. You know, he did his part. He set the mood, and that sort of became a mantra. I did my part, and if it was awry, it, it wasn't you know that kind of thing. So I would always close the show with you know. Maybe, you know, we roll out the bearskin rug, you pour, you know, a cold glass of Chardonnay, you pour it on the Barry White, da da and I would come up with different, you know, random things that people would send in about setting the mood, and I would say, remember, if you don't get any, it ain't Barry White's fault. And that would be the last thing you always heard, and we bought the Barry White music, and it was always a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So, golf related, if you got 110 to a center pin, perfect lie, no wind, pitching wedge in your hand, you dump it in the front bunker, it's not Barry White's fault, right? It ain't. That's right. It ain't the pitching wedge's fault, and it ain't everybody's fault. Awesome. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a blast. Hopefully we can do it again someday soon, and uh, hopefully your kid will get that college tuition for your uh, Open Championship pick. Awesome. Anytime. Thank you. I really had a blast. We did, too. Thanks, Eric. And thanks to you, our listeners, as well. Make sure to join us next time, and there's multiple ways you can do that. Go to edwinwattsgolf.com and click on the Golf Better icon to listen on our website. You can download the episode on iTunes or you can subscribe via the RSS feed. So with all those ways to listen, if you somehow, some way, happen to miss the show, as Eric would say, it's not Barry White's fault. Until next time, so long, everyone.